this content factory we call the Rich Eisen Show. This is the Rich Eisen Show. And if you don't have a, a, a sense of excitement about this, I don't know what you're here for. The Rich Eisen Show with guest host Ryan Leaf. Can't tell you enough how much I love your show. Live. Boom. Boom. From the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. Earlier on the show. NFL Network analytics expert Cynthia Freeland. Coming up. Basketball Hall of Famer James Worthy. ESPN NBA analyst Tim Legler. Plus actor Kevin Connolly. And now. Sitting in for Rich, it's Ryan Lee. Welcome back, everybody, to the Rich Eisen Show. Hour two, big basketball hour here. Uh, Cynthia Freeland in the first hour, of course, talked to us all about what's going on in the NFL offseason. But uh, this is a treat for me. Um, I grew up a Lakers fan, okay? My dad was a Celtics fan. I loved Magic Johnson. But everybody loved Magic Johnson, you know? I was kind of like, the Scottie Pippen guy to Michael Jordan because everybody loved Michael Jordan. So I, I love me some James Worthy. Okay. No doubt. And I remember the first time that I was at my golf course and I saw him walk up to tee off with some of my friends. And I just kind of, there were, you know, it's rare. It's rare that I get starstruck. Uh, but I was pretty, pretty impressed with this, this man because of not only his career, but just kind of the longevity of it the Hall of Fame, the the person that he is. And now I've gotten to know him, and I feel like I've become a friend of his. And it's so great to welcome our next guest, NBA Hall of Famer and Lakers studio analyst, Mr. Big Game James Worthy. Welcome, James. If I could... If I could only hit a golf ball like you, man. If I could only hit a golf ball <laughs> like you that. and score like you do. What's up, Ryan? How you doing, brother? I'm good. Thanks for being here, man. Good. Um, yeah, I was telling the guys that you are kind of a muse of mine, you and John Ireland. Uh, every time I played with you guys this summer, this fall, I played out of my head. I don't know why, but you guys seem to bring the best out of me. Thank you. Well, you know, uh, it's the company you keep, uh, you know, so we, we have a good time out there, man. We, we get a little bit competitive. You know, we've had some, some clutch putts <laughs> at the end of a round on the 18th hole. One you missed by a centimeter, and then that freaking John Ireland, you know, <laughs> he's got the lucky putter. But we have a lot of fun. You know, that's what it's all about. You know, it's, we, we fellowship. Yep. To me, Ryan, it's the closest thing that I've had to a locker room uh, since I retired is, you know, golfing with you guys, golfing with my groups, playing for 50 cents a hole and, you know, having fun. So I, I enjoy it. Yeah, that's that's exactly the word I used, I think, after the you know third or fourth time we played that there's just a fellowship. There's something about being a former professional athlete, regardless of success, just the understanding and what the transition's like afterwards and being able to find that commonality. So I, I definitely agree with you. Um, let's go. Let's go to the NBA scene right now and the team you cover and the team you played for your entire career. Uh, the L.A. Lakers right now are without their two star players and have lost four in a row, fallen to fourth in the standings. What, uh, what does this team have to do to find a way to manage to stay in the race for the playoffs when their stars aren't there to help them? Well, we, we all know 
they got to try to win, and they got to try to sustain uh, a level of play until they're healthy again. Uh, now, when that'll be, I don't know. Uh, the unfortunate thing uh, for the Lakers, and this is no excuse, you have the injuries, uh, but coming out of the bubble, uh, turn the season around, and then, you know, not having quality practice time, they got to do this on the fly. Now, they've lost four in a row, but I'm seeing a, a little trend of, you know, how to play without LeBron and AD, if they could just put four quarters together. I thought they played well uh, last night, except for the third quarter. Uh, they got some issues. They don't have a rim protector. But they'll, they, the, but these are guys that, that are in the NBA, and, and they have to find a way to win the games. For instance, they got Cleveland coming up, and I think the, uh, I can't remember who they have after that. But two games that I think they got a good chance at winning, and they got to win those games, and then they got to try to pick off uh, uh, some of these other 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 games. They almost had a chance against Philadelphia, um, you know. They just couldn't close it out when they got it to five. So they got to maintain, they got to sustain, and not dip too far. You don't want to have that play-in game. So that's their biggest challenge. Um. If 100%, if this team is 100%, if AD stays out as long as they need to until he's truly healthy and LeBron comes back, are they are they the, the best team in the NBA or at least the West right now? I'd put them in the top three. You cannot say that they're the best. Now, I'm biased. I'm always going to say, yeah, with their bench and they're healthy, but what their bench can do and what AD and LeBron bring to the table, I'm definitely going to pick them. Uh, but you look at Brooklyn, you know, uh, you gotta, you gotta look at the reality of the NBA has, and, and, and with the trade deadline passed and with some of the players that Miami picked up and the Clippers getting Rondo and, you know, the Celtics making some moves and, you know, so, um, there's some really good teams out there, man. Denver, Utah. So, uh, I would say that the Lakers are right there. With Brooklyn, you know, the Clippers are good. Utah, you know, Denver, those are the teams that uh, – Milwaukee. Um, there's no there's no advantage uh, with the Lakers uh, uh, being healthy. So uh, that's the way I look at it. And But the thing is, they got to be healthy. Speaking of that health, they've dropped to fourth in the standings. And with the play-in games like they had a year ago with the bubble – uh, there's a there's a reasonable chance that if they don't get healthy in 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 quick time, they could fall down to a place where it could come down to one game. Uh, but if LeBron and AD are able to go in that one game, I don't think it's an issue. But if they're not, if there's a a chance that it it weighs on one game, and the Lakers didn't get to the playoffs this year, how would it be viewed? in a year where there was so much injury? Would it be viewed as a wasted year? Would it be viewed as a year that just, you know, we're waiting for the next? How would people in the optics look at a, a Lakers team that doesn't make the playoffs in, in 2021? Well, I, I think anybody that that understands, you know, sports, I don't. I think it would be unfortunate uh, to say that they had a horrible season and they're, you know, all the money they spent and the trades that they made. Right. Uh, had to come to fruition, you know, especially coming off a, of a, a championship year. 
having a short turnaround, but it would be disappointing. Let's make let's make no question about it because you know uh, the Lakers are expected to be in the playoffs now. I'm hoping we'll get AD back maybe in a couple of weeks or three weeks maybe. So if we can get him back without LeBron, not saying that that's going to be an instant change, but I think in my calculation, if this had happened in April or something, there's enough time left, I think four to six weeks, that you know we get LeBron back for, I don't know, I, I haven't done the calculation. We get him back for maybe – eight or nine games at the end of the regular season, perhaps, with AD. And I think if these guys sustain it. But you're right. If they get into that that one-game scenario, that's, you don't want to be there. And it would be disappointing. But I think, for me, I'd, I'd have to look at why. And, you know, having your two elite players out, uh, to me, would, you know, would, would, wouldn't be an excuse but you have to take it into account. Is there uh, – we're, we're talking to James Worthy, basketball Hall of Famer, NBA Hall of Famer, and Lakers studio analyst. Um, is Were you surprised that the Lakers didn't make any moves at the trade deadline? And is there a possibility with some of these buyouts coming that they could make um, some waves with getting somebody that could bolster this roster in the meantime? Yeah, I, you know, I'm surprised. I mean – it's it's a it's a sticky situation. I mean, you look at the the players they're looking at, which is you know uh, from Cleveland. Um, um, I'm drawing a blank. Goodman, uh, Drew. Uh, who's the center from Andre from, Drummond? From Cleveland, that they're yeah. I'm I'm sorry. I got to drawing a blank. It's early for me. Uh, <laughs> Drummond. Uh, you know the buyout. It's 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 good now. Um, we don't have to give up any players. You know, I think Cleveland probably would. You know, give him, I don't know, eight million or something like that. I think he's close to 11 or something. I think the Lakers could do that. Two million, three million for, but then he'd be a free agency. Um, he's 27. Uh, does he want to win? Yeah. Does he want to necessarily make two million dollars or does he want to perhaps, I mean, the New York could pay him 15 million? Right. That's an up and coming young team with Julius Randle. He might. You know, take that that situation. So, I I, I kind of understand that Aldridge is thirty five, and so I, I don't know. It's it's it was it was it was tough. I think if they could have gotten something, they would have Lowry. Um, you know what they, they they decided not to to do that. So, this is what we have. We have to count on getting guys back healthy. I think had it been something available, the, uh, Rob Polinka was not interested in talking about, you know, Tucker or any, you know, swap or trade. So this is the, the, the place you find yourself in when you're injured. If they weren't injured, you know, we probably wouldn't be talking about any of this, but we have to. Uh, but I, I just, you know, the, the thing we bank on now, and it's all we have, all we have now is that we get everybody back healthy. That's it. And if, if we don't, uh, then, then you're looking at you know a situations a little more bleak than you know than than it could be. We're talking to James Worthy here, NBA Hall of Famer, Lakers studio analyst here on the Rich Eisen Show. I'm Ryan Leaf uh, filling in for Rich. Uh, we'll get you out of here with this question. Um, Chris Brockman and I were talking about this new HBO show, you know, Showtime about the Lakers team and the book that Jeff Perlman read uh, or wrote and. 
and people are starting to be announced who are going to play these these stars. And and as 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 time the show started, there isn't a person uh, slotted to play James Worthy yet. Do you have any opinions on who should play James Worthy in the Showtime HBO show coming out next year? Uh, maybe, maybe I'm not in. Maybe I'm not in the movie, man. I might not be in the documentary. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't. I don't have any details, man. They might have. You know, I might have got the short end of the straw. I don't know. I mean, you know, we, the, man, the story can't be told of the the Showtime Lakers without somebody portraying <laughs> Big Game James. I'm sorry, that's just that's man, impossible. Give me, uh, give me uh, Sidney Poitier, uh, Denzel, <laughs> Denzel. Uh, my, my my good friend who I've known a long time, Leon. Leon's been around for a while. Um, you know, I don't know, man. It'd be tough. It'd be tough. I don't know who even looks like me. Uh, a Cleon. If they can dunk, Cleon, all, all they have to be able to do is dunk. I think, and and they probably, you know, they're probably gonna have the baskets at like eight foot four or something like that when they play yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, you know, have a, have a beard. You know, look serious all the time. You know, that, that, that wear beard. the wear the knee pads, right? The goggles, the goggles. Yeah, wear yeah. goggles. There you go. I like it. I like it. Hey. uh... <laughs> James, thanks for thanks for doing this, man. It was awesome seeing you yesterday. I look forward to getting out on the course with you again sometime soon. Uh, um, we'll we'll chat with you again when we know more about this Lakers situation. Thanks again, brother. You got it, Ryan. Have a good one, brother. James Worthy, everybody. Big game, James, and uh, NBA Hall of Famer. It's it's pretty darn cool, guys, to to have James Worthy roll up on you in the golf cart and say, hey, "What's up, RL?" And no doubt, and then I go, "Hey." And he doesn't do a lot of this. He, he doesn't do radio mm-hmm. shows or hits or anything like that. And he said, for you, for you, RL, yeah. So thank That's you. Awesome. Thank you uh, so much. Uh, we're going to talk to Tim Legler to kind of um, compound what, what James uh, talked to us about. Also, a big NFL trade just uh, <laughs> went through that we're going to talk about a little bit later. And... Uh, a little uh, Dwayne the Rock Johnson story later. Yes. You're listening oh, yeah. to the Rich Eisen show Let's go. on Peacock TV. I'm real, I'm Ryan Lee filling in for Rich. We'll be right back. It's that time of year, people. Spring has sprung, and that means spring cleaning, or at least the partner in your life is demanding that you do it. Whether that means stocking up on cleaning supplies or swapping out your winter clothes for new spring clothes, make sure you're using Ibotta and get real cash back with every purchase. Ibotta is a free app that gives you the most cash back every time you shop on hundreds of items from groceries to beauty supplies to toys. The average Ibotta user earns $256 per year. That could cover the cost of an entire shopping trip, that flight you've been eyeing, or the fancy dinner you've been craving. Join the over 50 million users and earn cash back every time you shop from over 2,700 brands and retailers. And right now, Ibotta is offering our listeners $5 for just trying Ibotta by using the code Eisen when you register. Just go to the App Store or Google Play Store and download the free Ibotta app to start earning cash back and use my code E-I-S-E-N. That's I-B-O-T-T-A in the Google Play or App Store and use my code Eisen. Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people, or as you might know from their jingle, O-O-O-O'Reilly Auto Parts. 
They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offers friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs because you know when you need your car fixed, you need somebody who knows what they're talking about and is helpful, has a smile on their face, and gets you back on the road. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you just find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you will find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts knowledgeable, helpful, and the best of all, friendly. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. This is the Rich Eisen Show. Welcome back, everybody, to the Rich Eisen Show. I'm Ryan Leaf, filling in for Rich. Uh, we just had Big Game James Worthy on, yes, talking did. about the Lakers situation. Lakers. Uh, here in a minute, we're going to bring on ESPN NBA analyst Ting, Tim Legler to to talk to us about uh, all things NBA, trade, de- trade deadline, and everything else. Um, and we got him right now. So let's go to NBA analyst from ESPN, Mr. Tim Legler, 10-year uh, NBA veteran as well. Welcome, Tim. What's happening? Good to be on, guys. How you doing, buddy? Good, man. So, uh, any any big trades uh, that did happen that may have taken you back a little bit or surprised you, or also some trades that ultimately didn't happen that surprised you, maybe especially with the L.A. Lakers who seem to be in a free fall right now? You know, I would say these days I'm I'm so used to being to being you know what comes my way at the trading deadline that I'm not shocked by what actually goes down. And most of the trades that went down were rumored to happen, so I, I was kind of anticipating it. Um, I think something that didn't happen was Philadelphia not getting Kyle Lowry. I, I really thought they were going to go all in on making that happen. I think ultimately what may have changed their mind. It's interesting how this works, playing as well as they have while Embiid's been out has actually changed their mind on what they're willing to give up to swing for the fences with Kyle Lowry. Uh, and that's really interesting to me because I still think they, they were going to need him to have a legitimate fighting chance against a team like Brooklyn because ultimately Brooklyn has as much offensive talent at the top of the roster as any team in the history of this league. When you talk about raw scoring power, there's never been a team that's had three guys on the same team that Brooklyn has. So for Philly, I thought adding Lowry – a guy that's had big playoff moments. He's won a championship. Uh, he's a leader. He could also help take the ball out of Ben Simmons' hands more, which I think is important for that team, particularly in big moments, because of Simmons' you know, inability to score outside the paint. I just think it bogs their offense down at times. So that, to me, was a little bit surprising. It didn't happen. They got George Hill instead. I like George Hill a lot. He's going to help them. He's a nice veteran guard to pick up. A lot of playoff experience. He can, he can certainly make threes playing off Simmons and Embiid but he's not going to have that dramatic impact and give you a 25-point game in a playoff game if that's what it takes on a given night. Kyle Lowry could have done that. So a little bit surprised that they weren't able to make that happen. Uh, Lakers standing pat, I'm not shocked by it, but I do think it's a little unnerving 
uh, if you're a Laker fan, because they just kind of sat there watched, and watched the Nuggets get better. They watched the Clippers get better. You know, Utah is already a team that's kind of on the radar that they didn't expect to be looking at, uh, looking up at in the Western Conference. So they just kind of sat there expecting, hey, we're going to get these two guys back. And when we do, we added two guys in the offseason in Schroeder and Harrell. We're right back where we need to be and defend our title. But I think that Denver and the Clippers has got a lot closer to them. Uh, most impactful trade. Which one do you think has set up a team for the best possible uh, finish to this NBA season? I think it's a tie between Aaron Gordon and Rajon Rondo. So Aaron Gordon goes to the Nuggets, and, and you know you looked at Denver a year ago. They beat the Clippers. You know, go to the conference finals. They've got a guy in Jokic who's in the MVP discussion. They've got and a big that dominates the game and controls the game like no other big right now in the league. You got an all-star guard in Jamal Murray who showed you last year what he's capable of doing in the postseason under pressure. Michael Porter Jr. is, is that next guy. He's you know had some injuries to deal with. He was out at the beginning of this year. He's every night getting better, and he's very close to just stamping his arrival in this league as a star. So what do you do? You go out and you add Aaron Gordon. I mean, you talk about adding the perfect fit, a fourth option now offensively, because he's certainly no slouch offensively. He can give you, you know, 16, 18, 20-point games when you need it. If one of those other guys is not playing well. But more importantly for me, it's his defensive prowess and his size to be able to guard LeBron and AD and Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. I mean, you just added a legitimate all-league caliber defensive player. Uh, to your to your mix that you don't have to run any plays for, so your offense isn't disrupted. That's a big addition. And then Rondo, the Clippers, and I look at the Clippers and say, well, what have they have they lacked? Even last year when they when Kawhi and Paul George their first year together, but even in the years before that when they had Chris Paul and Blake and all those guys, and they just kept coming up small in the playoffs. Couple things: one, vocal leadership. Rondo brings vocal leadership to this team, and when you have two guys as quiet as Paul George and Kawhi Leonard, you need the emotion on the court. And that little bit of spark plug, he brings that. He brings an IQ that's off the charts. He's one of the smartest players to ever play in this league. And then for me, most importantly, look at his playoff resume and go back and find specific moments in time that he has absolutely come up in a huge way on both ends of the floor to get his team through an important moment or a series. And he did it again last year. I don't know if the Lakers win a championship last year without Rajon Rondo. So you add that to the mix the Clippers got substantially better. So I look at those two teams now and uh, in a different way than I did you know, 24 hours ago. Definitely. And, and now you're talking about a West where for a couple days now I've been talking about, you know, as they increasingly, increasingly lose basketball games and fall down the, the, the rankings of where they are, they are more likely if LeBron and AD do not come back and they don't, make something move here with Andre Drummond or maybe LaMarcus Aldridge, somebody uh, to, to, to solidify that, that uh, front court for that back court, or that front court for him. You know, this is a team that could be looking at a playing game to get into the playoffs when the guys get back and get healthy, if they do. Yeah, no, it's a good point. I don't know that they'll fall that far. Uh, I think they'll be back soon enough to keep it from getting to that point. But here's, the, here's a big difference, okay? If, you're, if you end up in the, even, say, the 4-5, you are now going to have to play, you know, you've got to play your tail off to get out of the first round and then immediately get the one seed. So there's no easy path. You know, if you end up where they should have, which is like one or two, you know, not the seven or eight is going to be a pushover. There's some good teams down there, too. I mean, you could get a Dallas team with Luka Doncic on it potentially. Um, so you've got good teams down there, too. But you're not going to sweat that out the way that you are now with this path. And there's no doubt 
These teams are coming for them. And I think they stood pat because they believe their big acquisitions took place in the summer. They added Dennis Schroeder, they added Montrez Harrell to go to a championship team that's already got two of the top five players in the NBA on it, in Anthony Davis and LeBron James. So that's the way they viewed it. And that's, that happens some years. You know, everybody gets busy at the trading deadline, and some teams say, well, wait a second, we already made our moves in the summer. Um, and so it feels a little bit more like, you know, earth-shattering to Lakers fans saying, yeah, we didn't do anything. Well, yeah, they did a lot, actually, in the offseason. But the question is going to be, do they get back enough time, and does Anthony Davis stay healthy once he does come back to be able to make this run again through a much tougher top of the West? And it's not in the bubble anymore. This is going to be now different. You're going to have to travel, whether it's crowds in the building or not. It's just a different environment than what they faced a year ago in the bubble when the conditions were perfect for veteran players like LeBron and AD to take that wear and tear off their bodies and be able to have that run. That's now added back into the mix with some you know, possibly serious travel here in the postseason. So it's just a different element now for the Lakers than it was. I thought it was a foregone conclusion they were going to win the championship before the season. I said, why even play? Let's just play 10 games and play the playoffs because <laughs> I didn't see any team being able to do it, but Brooklyn obviously changed all that by adding James Harden, so that, that immediately changed that conversation. And now with what Denver has done, with what the Clippers have done, with how good Utah's looked all year, you know, Phoenix is interesting, but I think they're too young maybe to make that jump. And then even the top of the East, Philly, better than they have been, no question. Milwaukee, definitely the best option they've had since Giannis got there with the three guys they added. Uh, Miami adds Victor Oladipo to a team that went to the finals. You know, across the board, all of these teams making moves to get better. So the Lakers just found themselves in a much more crowded neighborhood. We're speaking with Tim Legler from ESPN NBA analyst, 10-year NBA veteran. Um, you know, after you talked to, to us today about, about the Brooklyn Nets, are they the, the team right now that everybody's looking up at and, and who they're going to have to figure out to beat in the playoffs? It has to be. It just has to be. There's, there's just never been a collection that we've ever seen with this kind of raw scoring power. It's it's really kind of incredible you think about the three guys that are paired together, and they're going to make it work because, you know, that's the, was the big question. What What's Kyrie Irving going to do? He could implode at any time. Look, and he's still a little bit iffy, you know, with some of the, some of the moves he makes, um, including, you know, a three-game, you know, departure for the team for, for personal reasons right now that also coincided with his birthday. I'm not making any assumptions. I'm just saying that these are the kind of things people talk about, what went on at the beginning of the year you know, when, he, when he missed time. So you know, can you 100% count on him? I don't know that you can, but I think the one thing he's proven, when he is there and he's locked in, he's fully accepting of this role playing off of James Harden, just like he did playing off of LeBron James when he was at his best as an NBA player. They figured that part out. It's James Harden's team. Once they got that settled... Kevin Durant doesn't care who he plays with. You could put Kevin Durant with the, you know, you could find the three most selfish players in the history of the league. Kevin Durant's still going to get 30 and he's going to do it efficiently because he's just that good. So I'm not worried about him. And now that they have figured that out, you look at this team and you go, how are you supposed to come up with enough of a defensive game plan to stop all of the ways that those guys can beat you, including with their passing? And who has the personnel to do it? Nobody. So you look at that team and say, look, if those guys come back and they stay back, it's it's hard to imagine somebody being able to beat that team four times before they beat you. Yeah, that's, I mean, when the playoffs come, that's always the biggest question I ask when you got teams like that. You know, you play seven games, you you tell me you're going to beat them four times. That's, that's, 
incredibly difficult. Uh, let's get you out of here on this. Uh, Tim Legler from ESPN, NBA analyst, uh, talking to us about the uh, uh, the NBA season and the trade deadline that ended the buyout market. A couple names that keep being talked about: Lamarcus Aldridge down in San Antonio, who's 35, and the younger version, Andre Drummond in Cleveland. Do you see a, a good fit for either one of those players? And if if so, where where would that look like? Yeah, I like the, I like what I'm hearing about Aldridge to Miami. I think for me that probably even moves the needle a little bit more than Victor Oladipo because Victor Oladipo I think has got more in the tank in terms of you know being close to what he was at his peak. But I also think, man, they got a lot of guys that do the same thing. So how's that going to work? I mean, Victor Oladipo was doing whatever he wanted to down in Houston. Same thing in Indiana. Now he's going to a team that you know, they they move it differently, they share it differently. They've got. You know, four other guys that are playmakers. So I got to see that, see what that looks like. But Aldridge is a different element. He's a guy that, if you want to slow the game down and throw it into the post and run your offense through him uh, for several minutes, he's still a really difficult matchup in the low post. And he's a very good pick and pop player, and they've got a ton of guys that run off ball screens with the ball. So be able to knock down an 18-foot jump shot playing off of those guys, I think he's a really nice fit for them. Uh, and then, you know, Andre Drummond, you know, the big guy is just not valued to that extent the way that he plays. I mean, he's a legit big beating you up in the paint on the glass. You need that, but I don't know that I look at him and say, wow, that's, that's game changer if he goes here or goes here. Maybe a team like Boston, if they can pick him up for cheap. I know the Knicks are rumored. That might be an interesting one because who would have thought the Knicks would be sitting where they are um, in the 4-5 or five spot in the Eastern Conference at this point. So they might be closer than they thought. You go out and you add a big. There's a lot of rumors about that. He, he's definitely going to help somebody. But I also think the way the game is played now, there's just not a premium on those guys. One last point I want to make. One thing that did happen yesterday, the trading deadline, it may have saved the NBA this year because this regular season has been brutal. Nobody plays. I mean, any game you watch on any given night, put on a marquee matchup, nobody's out there. I've never seen so many star players not playing in the marquee games that everybody looks forward to. It's been brutal. And so now what happens, you've got a different adrenaline about what these, this postseason is going to look like. So I think if nothing else, yesterday it saved the league because now everybody's looking forward to May 18th and the postseason starting, I think, at a higher level than they were because this has been a very difficult regular season to watch because of all the guys missing time. Hey, I, I'm, I'm there with you, man. I'm, you know, I, I'm not a big NBA guy during the regular season. I usually tune in and really kind of lock it in when, when the playoffs come. So, you know, regular season basketball in the NBA, you know, has kind of become one of those things that, you know, you, you ultimately know where it's going to go, you know, at yeah. some point. So uh, I, I get it. I, I, I hope the this trade deadline really moves some things around, like you said. Uh, everybody, Tim Legler from ESPN NBA. Atlantis. Tim, thanks for joining us, bud. Sure. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Talk to you guys soon. Tim Legler, ESPN NBA analyst, ten-year uh, NBA veteran. Yeah, I mean, you know, he he was locked in on on these NBA trades, and uh, uh, it, it should be interesting. The next, you know, next, you know, six weeks or so should be pretty darn interesting. Speaking of trade deadline, no deadline in the NFL, but blockbuster, Chris. Uh, uh, Brockman, uh, what do we got here, buddy? This is, this is bananas. Like right. two just monster trades just happened in the NFL. Another one? All, another yeah, one? another one. All, all right. related to the NFL draft. Okay, so Miami 
has the number three overall pick that they got in the Laramie Tunsil trade from Houston. They are trading that pick third overall this year to the San Francisco 49ers for the number 12 pick, a 2021 third round pick, and first round picks in 2022 and 2023. So that's a pick swap this year, two first round picks in coming years, and a third round pick next year. For San Francisco, third round pick this year. Third round pick this year. Yeah. Excuse me. For San Francisco to go from twelve to three. Overall. Okay. Okay. So, wow. so what is what does this mean? Does this mean that because when you move to three here, you're not getting Trevor Lawrence? No, and if, you're not. And if the Jets do what everybody expects them to do, and that is to ultimately unload Sam Darnold, start a new regime with Zach Wilson, who's doing his pro day right now, right and watching now. him throw right now. It's, you know, he looks like a quarterback throwing footballs. Um, I mean, Ryan, you could go out there and do it. Exactly. I could go out on a pro day right now and do this. Yes. And I, my measurables would be damn good right now. Oh, my yeah. hand would be yeah. like, my hand would be almost 10, in, probably over 10 inches. Um, my weight is my weight would be Waste. better than it was when I weighed in then. Now the vertical might not be as what it used to be. But I could toss it around like this with nobody around me in shorts. So I know that. I know that for a fact. Yeah, this um, basically means they're moving up to get a quarterback, although Adam Schefter and others reporting that they plan to hold on to Jimmy Garoppolo and have no plans to trade him. And if you believe that, I'd like to sell you some real estate. I don't buy that for a second. I think Jimmy G's on the move. Jimmy G does have a no trade clause, so he's kind of in the driver's seat here of where he ultimately ends up. How about but, go back to New England? I think that would be fine. Yeah. Um, okay. So if the two quarterbacks, so if the two quarterbacks are gone, um, did Trey was Trey Lance the guy that impressed them so much at, at his pro day? Maybe is that a guy that Justin Fields? Justin Fields. It's it, it got to think. Could we know, go? Could we? Mac Jones? Could Mac Jones been that good? And you know, Daniel Jeremiah just threw out his name, Mac Jones, who would fit in that Kyle Shanahan system. Although, again, Adam Schefter saying a 49ers source today, Jimmy is here to stay. He's our guy this year. Okay. Now this trade happened. And so this trade happened. So the Eagles just traded number six overall to the Dolphins for number 12 that they just got from San Francisco and their 2022 first round pick. Teams also swapped mid-round picks this year, 156 for Eagles for number 123 for the Dolphins. So the Eagles get... Sick. Or the Eagles go to 12. Eagles drop down to 12 and pick up a 2022 first-round pick from Miami that they just got from San Francisco. Okay. <laughs> so so the Dolphins just got a little more capital so they can move move some with. Uh, so the Dolphins go from 3, three to down to 12, now 12 up to 6. So Miami now has the sixth overall pick and their own pick, which is number 18. Okay, so this, this lets me know that the Eagles are probably not drafting a quarterback like like a lot of people have asked them not to. Right. Um, also, it looks like their Eagles are kind of rebuilding, maybe punting on, not punting, but kind of saying, look, 2021, it is what it is, but we are kind of you acquiring know, some assets to rebuild in the later they years. They have to draft a wide receiver at 12 then, right? I would say absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Right now, talking about some of the big names in this year's draft, right? Jamar Chase at the top. Devontae I think he Smith. probably goes first, and yeah, it's one of the Alabama guys at 12. Maybe Waddle, Waddle falls to them there. Yeah, or Devonta Smith. I got to think those guys go at 12. Who else? Who else at the wide receiver position that could sit at 12? Or, I mean, fascinatingly enough, could they do something idiotic and draft a quarterback at 12? 
I mean, I guess if Mac Jones ends up falling to 12, I have a feeling he's going to be a guy that's going to rise here, and so we're going to get four four quarterbacks probably in the top 10. But if he somehow falls to 12, maybe he could go down there to fill it up. But I, I just don't see the Eagles drafting a quarterback. I hope not. I, I hope they give Jalen Hurts a, a, a season. We'll find out. We'll find out. It's going to be a difficult year with the 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 pieces they have in place to be San successful. Fr- but San Francisco, wow, what are they doing? That's- San lot. Francisco fans, give us a call. Uh, 844-204-RICH. When we come back, we'll chop it all up. Talk a little Dwayne Johnson story. This is the Rich Eisen Show. I'm Ryan Leaf, filling in for Rich Eisen. We'll be right back. Let's talk sleep number, people, because quality sleep is so essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is dissolved for your ever-evolving sleep needs. And the same thing for your partner, so you can choose what's right for each of you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Quiets your snores or your partner's? Sleep Number does that. My Sleep Number setting is 60. My wife's is 70. Ten numbers apart, but it truly is the world of difference. The Sleep Number sleep that you get is unbelievable. You will love it. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now you could save 50%. That's 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford Anything, wherever you listen. This is the Rich Eisen Show. Welcome back to the Rich Eisen Show. I am your guest host, Ryan Leaf. Thanks to Rich this week for uh, blessing me with this opportunity. Um, we got a little promo here at Peacock TV. John Wayne Gacy, Devil in Disguise. Streaming on Peacock right now. Discover the story of one of the most notorious serial killers Devil in Disguise. Hear new footage, new audio, and new details straight from the killer's mouth. The six-part docu-series is streaming exclusively on Peacock. Sign up at PeacockTV.com to stream now. Do you do you watch this stuff? I, I'm, I'm gonna, with all respect to, to Peacock, I'm gonna skip this one. You know what? I, I just, <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna skip like, this. One. You already don't sleep at night. I don't need that. <laughs> I, you know, I like, I like dark stuff at night. I like just, you do. I do. I, I, I'm an uplifted person. And of course, and I'm optimistic. I just kind of like when I fall asleep, I kind of just like darkness. So I can just, I just fall asleep. I don't have dreams. I don't really dream that much anymore. Oh, really? Although I dreamt a lot last night. Because you knew you were coming back here. Yeah, I think so. I think, so. <laughs> I, think you, I think you dreamt about all these NFL trades. Bob. Yeah, exactly. Tell me about it. Come on now. Let's talk about it a little bit more here. All right. So just to recap, if you guys are just joining us, two uh, big NFL draft picks trades went down in the league just in the last 20 minutes. So the 49ers go from 12 up to number three. They swap first round picks with Miami. 
and tack on a third rounder this year and first rounders in 2022 and 2023. Everyone's thinking Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch going to get a quarterback at number three. Who that might be, not sure. Could be Zach Wilson having his pro day today at BYU. Could be Justin Fields of The Ohio State University. Could be Trey Lance. Could be Mac Jones. Not sure. All are in the mix except for Trevor Lawrence. Got to assume that he's going number one. And another trade, Philadelphia takes its sixth, number six overall, sends it to Miami for the 12 the Dolphins just got from the 49ers, tack on another first-rounder in 2022. So the Eagles trade down and add another first-round pick. And as Adam Schefter pointed out, could be another first-round pick they get added from the Colts if Carson Wentz meets certain parameters uh, in playing time and performance. So the Eagles look like they're rebuilding through the draft as well. I like it. If you're Eagles fans out there, you might have to eat some uh, not... You might have to eat some L's this year. Eat some L's and, and, and uh, you know... That's, right. You know, it's, it's, it's life as an Eagles fan. Let's, uh, let's, let's, let's see what they have to <laughs> it say. It is life as an Eagles fan, so All let's right. go to the phone lines right now. Jacob in Philadelphia talking Eagles. What's up, Jacob? Uh, I mean, I'm a fan of the move. I was already prepared to eat some L's this season, but this move just solidifies that. I mean, I guess I don't know if Jalen Hurts is the quarterback of the future, but this move was a move that they had to make. And Howie Roseman, I mean, if he can finally hit on the draft picks, it's a move that can finally get them out of the rebuilding stage and hopefully in maybe two or three years put them back in the playoffs. Because I get we made the playoffs two years after we won the Super Bowl, but 9-7 and seven isn't acceptable in that amount. It's a move that you had to make, so I'm a fan of it. Well, thanks for the call. I appreciate it. Uh, yeah, I mean – Jalen Hurts for me, I, I was th- that was the last act of work for me at ESPN before COVID hit. I covered the Oklahoma Pro Day where CeeDee Lamb and Jalen Hurts were on full display. And I talked to a bunch of offensive coordinators and scouts there. Uh, they loved Jalen Hurts. They loved what he's been able to do at Alabama, how he dealt with stuff, what he did when he got to Oklahoma, and what he turned them into uh, while he was there. Philadelphia taking him that high. I was, wasn't surprised he went that high. I was surprised he went to the Eagles. That was the surprise for me. Right. It wasn't that he went as high as he did. I just was surprised he went to the Eagles because when you bring a guy in like Jalen Hurts, who's had so much success in college and been such a leader, you, you couldn't expect him not to take over that role when he got in that locker room. So I find that, this, I find that he's going to play really well. He's not going to turn the ball over. He's not going to make a lot of mistakes. He's not going to be extremely explosive with his arm. But this team is not very good. And I think people get carried away too much with all of it going on a quarterback. Like the idea of wins and losses are a quarterback stat. They're not. They never were. They never will be. But people continue to do that. You need 11 moving variables on that offense to function correctly. You just do. If you have an offensive lineman not doing the right thing and making mistakes, that's going to expose a hole. The best teams that get to the Super Bowl always have a great quarterback, yes, but it's a great team, too. And the Eagles are just not a great team now. They have shuffled too many things in and out, missed on too many guys, especially in the draft at the wide receiver position, and they need to correct that. They have an opportunity this year. They drop down to 12, uh, most likely in the running for a, a, a capable uh, good wide receiver at that point, and they better take one then. But don't 
you know, don't worry about this team if you were to lose some games this year. Don't get too far down. The funny thing about the NFC East, too, guys, is they can win the division. Yeah, absolutely. At, at under 500. Yeah. Sorry, Cowboys, TJ. All right. <laughs> I mean, I know we all expect Dak to come back and, and be healthy hey, and have a good Dak season. Dak was breaking but... records the first five weeks and they were bad. Yeah. They weren't winning. But we also don't know what Dak for Atlanta. Really going to look like. You'd be like looking at Ofer there, you know? I mean, why you got to bring up old stuff, right? <laughs> I'm good at old stuff. No, you know? I'm just saying. You know? Basically, the division is winnable. The division is winnable at 500. Absolutely. 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 And I think Jalen Hurts is good enough to get you to 500. He is. He is, if it was all about him, but it's not. Right. And I don't know if the team is. I actually see this team next year as a 4-12, and 5-11 and 11 team. So, you know, that's disappointing to Eagles fans, I'm sure. But if they do the right things like they have, if they get better, if they find out that Jalen's the guy and they don't have to jump back into the draft a year from now and look for a quarterback, wow, they can really build with all the all the equity they're building up right now. I think that's a huge factor. So, Yeah, let's get the 49er uh, perspective of this. Uh, let's go to line two, Mikey. Chris in San Francisco. What's up, Chris? Hey there. Thanks for having me up. So, unfortunately, I hate to see it happen, but uh, I guess Niners going to take uh, uh, Trey Lance with the number three pick. They're going to let Jimmy run it for the season. And, uh, yeah, hopefully Jimmy can take us back to the bowl. But if not, I guess they're going to replace him with uh, Trey Lance. What do you think about that, Chris? Uh, man, Jimmy took us to the Super Bowl. Like, I don't know what else these unfaithful fans really want from him, but uh, I got full faith in Jimmy that he's going to run it back this year with Shanahan. And uh, from there, hopefully he can do it. And if not, next man up, right? Yep. Thank you for the call, Chris. We appreciate it. Yeah. Um, you see Trey Lance as the third pick, or are you more into Justin Fields, could Mac Jones even I'm go a Mac on? Jo- I'm a Mac Jones fan, okay? I just Mac Jones and Davis Mills are my best quarterbacks after Trevor Lawrence right now. Then Zach Wilson, then Trey Lance, and then um Justin Fields. So that's that's my that's the way I look at things right now in terms of quarterback play. Um I don't I don't think they draft a maybe they're trying to do Kansas City Chiefs here and draft a Trey Lance type or a Patrick Mahomes type in Trey Lance. Let him sit for Let a year. Let him sit like yeah, a year. Yeah. I don't I don't know. I mean if you know it, you have a lame duck in Jimmy because you had to know that was the case with Alex, but it still was a surprise when that Alex Smith trade happened to Washington. It's still because we didn't see we didn't know about Patrick Mahomes. That's the difference. Like they they moved up and drafted him at what, twelve? Where'd Patrick go? Ten? 10, I think. 10. So they, they, right. they moved up to draft him there. But Patrick Mahomes came from a place where he hadn't won, you know, enough games to go to a bowl game. He was explosive, but it was the air raid offense. You know, people weren't taking that seriously. So all the people out there that were like, I knew I knew that Patrick Mahomes was going to be the best player in NFL history. Yeah. All right, that you're, you're, <laughs> you're, lying. you're selling me <laughs> yeah. a bill of goods right there because <laughs> yeah. no one did. He also sat an entire year, people. And we saw how good he was when he entered the fray the next year. You're telling me he couldn't have done that the year before? Easily could. Alex Smith was very, very good. You know how good Alex had to have played that year to keep Patrick Mahomes off the field? But soon as Andy Reid saw him in practice and saw him in that game, he played him in the final game of the year, he knew that what he had, he had the Tiger by the tail and, he, and they had to move Alex Smith out of Kansas City. That's not the case here, I, I don't think. I think if you move up to three, 
I know you traded up, but trading up to 10 and trading up to 3 with what they gave away is a lot more. So that's significant for me. That I mean, if you go and do this and you draft a quarterback, you may have to look at shipping Jimmy off somewhere, you know? that That's the difference in this scenario. I think that's different than the Kansas City situation with Alex Smith and Patrick Mahomes. So, two big blockbuster trades today uh, revolving around the draft. Of course, my, my year, San Diego Chargers gave up uh, a lot to get me uh, and is one of the bigger reasons why, you know, it continues to be a talking point around what you give up uh, to go and get a quarterback if they do not turn into what you expect them to do. We watched it just play out with the Bears and Mitchell Trubisky. Here we go. San Francisco moves up to number three, most likely to grab a quarterback they have fallen in love with because they know if chalk chalk flies, they're not going to get the two quarterbacks ahead of him and Trevor Lawrence and Zach Wilson. So right. what quarterback do you guys think is the one now for the San Francisco 49ers? Also, just thinking about this from the Falcons' perspective, they're in the market for a quarterback at number four. And I think they like Justin Fields, but I think they really thought Trey Lance was going to be the guy at four. And now this... This, this kind of throws a huge wrench in that. So now the Jets are sitting here at number two Oof. with the price going way, way up. They're super happy. Do the Falcons just break the bank and try to go from four to two to try to get the guy that they want, or do they wait and see who's there at four? This draft is already the best draft of all time, and it's still a month Jets away. Holding, <laughs> if the Jets are holding on to Donald, if the Jets are holding on to Sam Darnold, this is a much different conversation. The Dolphins are a part of this. Kevin Connolly is going to join us. He's a Dolphins fan. This is the Rich Eisen Show. I'm Ryan Lee filling in for Rich. We'll be right back.